Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am your host, Shelby Rose, and I want to talk to you guys about dating, calling in partnership. This episode is really for anyone who is single and looking for partnership or anyone who is looking to call in more aligned relationships. So even if you are in a partnership that you are very fulfilled and very happy in, If you have a desire to have more friendships, more uh, maybe like your BFF, your besties, if you have a desire to have more people who have aligned belief systems in your life, whatever it is that you are in search of, whatever it is that you desire, this episode is really for calling in aligned relationships. So I'm going to share a few things that have been coming up for me, some of my experiences that I've been having over the past few weeks, as well as a few practices to help you call in more aligned love Um, and friendships and relationships and all the things. So number one, I have been in the dating world for, I don't know, nine, 10, 11 months now. Not really sure the timeline. Let's just say the past like eight months, I've been eight, nine months, I've been really putting myself out there again, um, looking for a line partnership, really looking for my person. Um, and this is something that I shared with my therapist today in session is that, you know, I was single for a very large portion of my life. Um, probably seven years in my adult life. I would, I've been single and that's a rough estimation. I don't actually know the math, but after having a longer term relationship over the past few years, I realized that even though that relationship was really toxic, I really enjoyed the companionship of having someone to spend time with. And it's kind of put me in this place where I'm like, I really do actually want partnership. I always said for like my entire life, like I don't need to get married. I don't need to have kids, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm realizing that this is actually a value for me. And a lot of my defense mechanisms around not having partnership or not having those, you know, even close friendships in my life. There was a period where I was like, I don't really need that. I've got myself. I've got my own back, which is true. And like, I really do believe we came here for companionship, for growth. And I don't think we can really fully grow and evolve without people to be our mirrors. And so, um, that that's become a really big desire for me is one of the things that I want to call in is partnership and it's okay if it doesn't show up. And I was telling my therapist this today as well, um, is that I will be fine if it never 
shows up. I'm not going to settle for something less than what I desire and deserve. And it is something that I desire. It's something that I'm able to admit out loud that I really do desire and want. So if you're in that same place as me, one where I have been in the past where you're like, I don't need that. I don't want that. It's not a desire for me. That's amazing. And maybe there's an opportunity for us to explore what's behind that. If you're in a place in your life where you are just good and that's not a desire, amazing. Um, but notice how you, how it feels when you say it. So one thing I really noticed for myself when I said that of like, I don't desire kids. I don't desire marriage. I don't desire any of these things. It was really a defense mechanism because it's scary for me to allow people to get close to me. I have a fear of, um, being smothered one I have an avoidant attachment style so there's that fear of being smothered two there's fear of having my heart broken being humiliated all the things that come with that um so there was fears that were really creating this belief system for me so I think that is our first place to explore of like one what do we actually desire and where is it coming from if it's coming from a place of authenticity and your own personal truth, amazing, own that. There's no right or wrong way to be in this world. You get to have whatever romantic experience you want, whatever friendship, partnership experiences you desire, you get to have that. But I think it's important for us to explore where those desires are coming from because sometimes the desires are actually coming from wounding and self-protection and self-preservation rather than actual desires. So that's the first thing to explore when you're embarking on this calling in your divine partnership. The second thing, and this is something I actually have done in the past, but I hadn't really done it consistently and in the way that one of my friends from the dog park, if you don't, if you guys don't know, literally the dog park is my jam. I've met so many cool people there. You guys know like one of my really, um, I feel like she's like, a second family, a second mom, a mentor, a really close friend. I don't know what to call her. We're just like really close. We've developed this great friendships. Our dogs are best friends. She's, she's a relationship psychologist. And then I got happier with another woman um, who's been a, and actually I need to explain what she, she does, but she's a really cool, really um, diverse background. She's been on Broadway and like in um, different TV shows. She's like had this really cool life experience. And when she was calling in her partnership, she gave me this practice. So I essentially went to happy hour. I love hearing people's love stories, like of how they met. I think it's the most expanding thing for me to remind me that you can meet love at any point in your life. You can meet your person at any point in your life in any way. And they can, they usually come in these really these really cool ways. Um, and so I asked her, I was like, how did you meet your partner? And she gave me this practice that I want to share with all of you because I think it's a really powerful practice. I think it's a really great tool and it's been helping me uncover some of my own subconscious belief systems that have been creating my reality. So as you guys know, as far as manifestation goes, whatever you believe is what you are creating in this world. <laughs> and so often what we believe about the world to be true, what we believe about our personal experience isn't actually the ultimate truth. But when we believe something so strongly, we will create that in our own reality over and over and over again. So for example, let, let's go through the practice and then I'll give you guys the example actually. So I was at happy hour with Maggie and she was like, take a piece of paper and write down everything you desire, right? Like first steps in manifestation. What do you, what do you want this relationship to be? 
write down how it feels to be with this person, write down what he looks like, write down how much money he's making, write down um, where he lives, what he wants, his values, like everything, everything you desire. But each day, so this is what I've been doing each day. I've been focusing on a different part of who he is. And the first day I started to write down like how it feels to be with him. And I was writing down things like he's really um, empathetic. He's kind. He sees me. He's, you know, got really emotional intelligence, able to hold pain. These are things that are really important to me. Um, emotional intelligence is probably one of my highest values in partnership because I think communication is something I value so much. It's hard for me to be in partnership with someone who's not um, able to communicate their needs eloquently. And so I was writing this down and literally as I'm writing these things down, like empathetic kindness, my brain is telling me there is going to be no chemistry. <laughs> and then I had this, my psychic abilities, like had this like flash of a graph before my eyes. And on one side of the graph, graph, it was like asshole. And on the other side, it was chemistry. It was like one of those like line chart bar, I don't know, line charts. I don't, I don't even know. Anyways. So, and then the line was like, it went up across the graph. So essentially the bigger the asshole, the more chemistry. And I was sitting there and I was like, holy shit, this is literally what I've been creating my entire life. And I was like reflecting back. I was like, the more they, um, the less attention they give me, the more they like breadcrumb me, the more, um, they're kind of like that super charismatic, but maybe have some narcissistic tendencies. The more that there is, the more I'm like, holy shit, give me more. Like, it's like crack to my brain. I don't know. Um, and I had this revelation in just doing this practice of like, this is a belief system that is creating my reality. And then these really great guys come along who are kind, empathetic, have similar values, same, similar interests. And I'm like, Oh, there's nothing here. There's no chemistry. This must not be my person. Right. And I really don't think I've met my person. I know, I, I know I will know when I meet him or her, like again, open to whatever comes my way, but I don't think I've met them. And this was a really big insight for me of what my belief systems are. And in that I can start to shift that belief that only men who are assholes or women who are assholes are going to create chemistry with me. I can start to shift that. You can start to say, what if there can be chemistry? What if they can be very in their masculine without actually being assholes? Like both can exist, but I think my only example of masculine energy has been really um, not emotionally intelligent, um, not having that ability to be super empathetic or understanding. It's almost like a dictatorship. Um, and those are my examples of masculine energy. And so I don't have those expanders yet. I get to go play around with this in therapy. One, I brought this to therapy with me. We talked about it. Um, two, I get to start to look for men who are very in their masculine energy, but also have that ability to be empathetic and emotionally intelligent. And that exists. I'm just starting to rewire my subconscious to know that it exists so I can call in people who are more aligned to what I actually desire. So I encourage you if you are calling in and you can use this for friendships, if you are calling in friendships to 
do this as well. What do you want those friends to be into? What are their values? What do they like to do? What types of things do you want to talk about? How do you want that relationship to feel? You can do this with friendships as well. So really anyone um, who's calling in humans. So the next step in this is to, again, witness what comes up as you're writing those beliefs out or what, not those beliefs, those desires out, pay attention to the thoughts that are happening in your head. And here's what's really important that I've noticed recently is that we can go through the motions of this work without actually being connected and present. So making sure that you have a practice that allows you to feel connected, making sure that you're not over numbing out. This is something that I've been noticing lately. The more I numb out, the more I sit down to do the work and I like, I feel like a zombie, right? For example, I binged watched a show um, this past weekend and I was like such a zombie. And I was like, I need to just cut the TV out for a while because it's making me feel really disconnected and really disassociated. So notice, are you actually connected when you're sitting down to do these things? Are you actually present? Are you actually feeling like present and alive and not just zombie going through the motions when you sit down to do these practices because the more connected you are the more present you are the more you're going to be able to hear your own thoughts and and do the work to rewire these belief systems the more this is going to serve you so one get present two write down those desires three witness the thoughts step four is going to be working through the belief systems what's coming up what are you actually thinking about what what are the thoughts that are creating your 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 assholes (laughs) Your reality assholes. Well, it might be creating assholes. For example, I remember, and we can see these for other people so easily, the way they talk, the way they speak about um, people they're calling in, whatever it may be. But a great example of this is that I, I had a friend several years ago and she was so fed up with dating. She was so fed up with guys and she was like, all guys are just assholes. And um, it was a really great sneak peek into what she was thinking about and the types of people she was calling in. We cannot tell someone to do this work, right? We can't say, well, this is why you're calling in the people you're doing. We need people to get there on their own because I think unless we have our own realizations and we're able to, until we're fully ready to do this work ourselves, it's not gonna be as impactful and meaningful. So again, do your own work first and people will follow along suit. Um, What is the next thing I wanna talk about? relationships. Oh, okay. So then I was telling me, (laughs) so I have this other tendency and some of you are going to relate to this as well. I have this other tendency where I really get sucked into the excitement and the potential of the person rather than seeing cold hard facts of like, this is actually who they are and how they're able to show up for me. For example, like I said, one of my highest values is someone who has emotional intelligence, someone who can effectively communicate. I have a tendency to bypass my own values when I'm in the dating and courting phase and someone else is excited about that partnership. Um, I am very empathetic and I tune very easily to other people's energy and I can sometimes get confused about what is my own and what is the other person's because when someone brings a really intense energy into that courtship phase, I get excited about it as well, right? It's like when someone else is super excited, that's, uh, it just, it's, it makes you excited. When you have those people in your life who are like high energy, ready to go, like when someone else is excited, it usually rubs off on you. 
And so sometimes I will get caught up in that excitement and or sometimes I will bypass even all the hard facts that are sitting in front of me and seeing the potential of a person rather than who they actually are and where they're actually at. And so one of that was one of the things I brought to therapy as well today. I was like, Hey, I notice that I do this. I like will bypass my own values and what I desire to one of two things because I'm excited and I just like bypass the things and continue in the, in the dating experience, even though it's not someone who's fully aligned or two, I will care so much about someone so quickly that I bypass my own needs to make sure that they are, their needs are taken care of. And so one of the things that I actually came up with, it kind of worked, which my therapist was like talking about, you know, stages of letting someone see the full you of like, what's actually safe to let them what level to let them in at, right? Like probably not going to tell someone my trauma on a first date, but once there's that emotional safety, can you start to let them in more and more without bypassing your own needs? Anyways, so she was going on and kind of talking me through this and I have this light bulb idea that I want to share with you because I think my ideas are pretty genius. So my idea was that I will have a checklist of what I know it feels like when I'm in partnership with something healthy and what I know it feels like when I'm in partnership with something that's toxic. You guys, to me, when I am in a toxic energy, there are very clear signs. For example, um, I, will, <laughs> I will start to feel a little less connected to myself, um, which I think is a little normal when you're in a dating phase because your energies are starting to come, to come together and blend together. Um, but that's one sign for me is like feeling less myself, feeling like I am shape shifting into someone that this person needs me to be rather than just holding my own and being myself. Number two, my energy will start to dip down. And what I mean by dip down is like, I will feel the misalignment in all areas of my life. I usually am like a little thick during this phase where I'm like, Oh, like things are just not quite what they like what I thought they could be, whatever. Um, I literally, every time I'm dating someone that's misaligned, my finances right down the hole to me, finances and loving relationships are so tied together. So what I've noticed for myself is that when I'm in a toxic energy, whether it be one friendships or two relationships, or maybe I join a cult, my income will dip down quite a bit because I'm abandoning my own desire, my own alignment for something outside of myself, right? If I know something's out of alignment and I continue to pursue it, it's going to impact all areas of my life. You guys can apply this to your lives as well. Like if you're in a job that's soul sucking and all of a sudden your relationships is going to shit and your finances are going to shit and your health is going to shit, like it bleeds out into every other area of our life, lives. So for me, that's a clear sign of like, are other things in my life starting to fall to the wayside? Another great sign for me personally is that I know if I am going on dates with someone and I have to consume alcohol on every day in maybe a little excess amount, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I've done it over and over. <laughs> Probably a clear sign that that person doesn't make me feel fully safe in their energy or that our energies aren't in alignment. And I'm trying to use the substance to try to numb that out. And like, it'll be fine. Let's just put a bandaid on this, right? Like clear sign for me. Um, there are little things that I will notice that will start to happen in these misaligned partnerships. So I'm sharing these with you really honestly and openly and vulnerably because there are probably signs for you too, whether it be a friendship or relationship. I've gotten to the point where I'm not really like, 
this is not happening in my friendships, but it's still happening in romantic relationships for me. So pay attention. Um, another clear sign for me is I won't feel fully safe to share. And there's almost this like, so I'm really looking for someone who can go to the depths with me and hold space for the emotions, the way I hold space for the emotions. I know that might not exist because I'm pretty good at it. It's part of what I do. <laughs> Just to toot my own horn. My therapist told me I'm really good at it. So I'm like riding that high today. Um, but fuck, lost my train of thought. Okay, hold on. It's coming back. Oh, I'm looking for someone who can hold space for the emotional stuff. So another sign that I'm going to have on the list is like when I share things that are difficult or hard or painful experiences that I've had, how do they show up for me in those moments? And do I feel safe to express all of my emotions or do I feel like I have to turn the dial down? Now, it's important for me to differentiate between what's my own shit and my own fear of like expressing and being seen and being heard and being vulnerable. What's my own shit versus what do I actually feel when I show up in those moments? I am, you know, moving through that discomfort and I'm showing up vulnerably. How do I actually feel in those moments? These are things that I'm going to have on in this evaluation sheet that I'm going to literally make myself go through while I'm dating or calling in new friendships so that I can be clear on, am I just attaching to this person because I'm excited, I'm seeing potential, I'm like not seeing the full picture, I'm bypassing red flags, like what's the actual like check checklist I need to go through because I am very susceptible about to being excited about things. I don't know, maybe it's the ADHD, I'm at Enneagram 7, I'm not really sure, I have a Leo in my Venus, I don't know what it is. <laughs> The excitement is real in there. Um, the last thing I want to leave you with is that, the, or the last thing on this checklist is also that I'm going to be putting like hard, like what are the things that I'm not willing to sacrifice? Like these are hard, yes, hard, no, because I will often again bypass those things that are really important to me because I'm excited and I can love anyone, you guys. It literally give me a brick wall and I will, I will love it. I will fall in love. Um, <laughs> I just love people so much. Like I will bring, give me, come here. I will give you a hug. I will love you. I will nurture you. Probably the Virgo in me. I want to like, I just want to love everyone. And so it's important for me to have some like step points for myself to check in and say, does this person do personal growth work and reflection? That is like a hard thing for me, like a yes, no. And literally I have yet to date someone who actually is really showing up and doing the work for themselves before they even get into partnership. Um, what else? There are just little things like, I don't need you to be into everything that I'm into, but there are some values for me that are going to be really important that I'm going to put on this list so that I can check in and say like, Hey, Shelby, you, you told yourself a month ago before you started dating this person that this is really important to you, that you really value this. Does this person also align with that? Do they align with what you desire? And is it something that you're actually willing to sacrifice for the long term? So hopefully this helps you guys when you're calling in those romantic partnerships, female friendships. If you are someone who tends to lose yourself in relationship or and or have too many boundaries. I'm both all at the same time. It's very confusing. Um, 
I hope this helps you. I love you guys so much. If this episode is helpful for you guys, please do share it somewhere, wherever. Instagram, TikToks with a BFF. It is how this message gets out to more people. It is how I help grow this, the impact that this podcast gets to have and also share this community with more people. I hope you guys all have a beautiful day, a magical week, and I'll catch you on the next episode. For those of you who have been wanting to work with me in a one-on-one capacity and have been waiting for the opportunity to work with me, I have something I am so excited to bring to you guys. I woke up this morning and spirit was like short-term mentorship spots. And I got really excited about this for the first time in a while. So what I am doing, starting in August, I have three spots that are going to be available for a three-month mentorship with me. This is a one-on-one container, a one-on-one way to work with me. We're going to be doing business mentorship, energetic mentorship. So for those of you who have businesses, you're doing the strategy stuff, you're trying to figure out what the energetic part of your business is, how to marry both the energetics and the business strategy. If you want to learn more about quantum healing, this is a great way to mentor with me one-on-one. If you feel like you just need some guidance as far as expansion, energetics, life, I am here to mentor and guide you in this container. So the details for this are going to be linked in the landing page. It's the frequency is the name of my one-on-one mentorship program. It's also on my website, www.shelbyrose.com forward slash one dash one. And you can find all of the details there. Or here's just like the overview of it. It's going to be a short-term program. So it's three months with me. We're going to meet three times a month. So during those three sessions you have a month, you can, we can do energetic work. Maybe that's quantum healing work. We can do work within your business. We can talk about the energetics of your business um, and we can do strategy work for business. So this is really for anyone who is looking for like a really holistic approach to coaching. That is how I approach things. I think things are so interconnected and I do believe that when we come into alignment in one area of our life, it aligns all the other areas. And so part of my philosophy when it comes to mentorship and business coaching is that I really talk about looking at your life as a whole and what's not working, what's not in alignment. Because what I can tell you from personal experience is that over and over and over and over and over again, when I come into alignment, when my energy is in alignment, my business just naturally flows because I'm in, a, in an aligned state. This is what I want to help guide you through using quantum healing work, using energetics, using aligned action. So if this is calling to you, three-month program, three calls a month, you get Voxer support in between. And again, all of the details are going to be on that frequency landing page. You can also submit an application there. Um, I do jump on calls with you guys before we decide to work together. I want to make sure that it is mutually aligned and also that we get the go ahead from spirit that yes, we are meant to work together at this point in time. So if, if you feel called to that, make sure you get an application in. I have a feeling that these are going to go pretty quickly and let's dive into the episode, you guys.